The world is in full transition mode out of the COVID-19 era, and Title 42 is coming to an end, and there are some things that you should know. Information on these stories and more coming up on today's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Today is Monday, May 8th, of course, 2023. We're back for a news episode after a bit of a hiatus, but we have a lot to talk about today, so I'm not going to mess around too much. We're going to jump right into the weather here. So in Los Angeles, California today, expect clear skies with a high of 72 degrees, a pristine day. Moving into Houston, Texas, a thunderstorm coming through today with a high of 85. The same in Chicago, thunderstorms with a high of 60 degrees. And finally in New York City, again, a pretty nice day today. Mostly clear skies with a high of 77. Warmer in New York City today than in Los Angeles. It's so weird to see that. It's so weird to see when that happens, but it is looking like a gorgeous day. But rather than talk about the weather, there is something major that I want to talk about real quick, and that is the fact that as of last week, BBP News posted its 500th episode. 500 episodes, you guys. We've been here for almost three years now, and... We've made it 500 episodes, and I just wanted to thank you guys for this. Of course, we come back in part because you guys keep listening. We have people that listen constantly and consistently, and we get new people all the time. So I just wanted to thank all of you guys for listening in. 500 episodes is insane to think about. Three years of doing this show for you guys is insane to think about. And so I just wanted to thank you for always coming back. And if you're new here, thank you for checking in and for listening in. Share this around if you like what you hear here, because it's a lot of fun to make this show for you guys. I feel we bring a lot of good content as well. And I hope you guys feel the same. So I just wanted to thank you for that. This is huge. I never would have imagined when first starting this out that we would have made it this far, that we would have made it to 500 episodes just seeing that number blew my mind and so that was an incredible feeling it's incredible to be here and that that's all i can really say about that there are a lot of emotions that are going through me even just talking about this but all i can say is thank you thank you for everything you guys have done to keep us motivated making this show but (laughs) now that the emotional part of this is over and out of the way we have news to jump into here you guys let's get right into it so as you probably have noticed by now the world seems to be truly moving out of the COVID-19 era Over three years after lockdowns began across the globe to try and slow the spread of the virus, many of the orders and protections that have been put into place to keep people safe are now being lifted. This included an announcement from the World Health Organization on Friday saying that COVID-19 was no longer a global health emergency. The announcement came from General Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, who noted that this doesn't mean that the pandemic is over as a whole. According to the general, cases are once again spiking in areas of Southeast Asia as well as the Middle East, but 
With many countries lifting their COVID-19 restrictions and returning to mostly normal life, the emergency phase of the pandemic is indeed over. The transition is happening here in the U.S. as well, where the COVID-19 emergency is set to end on Thursday, May 11th. That is, of course, this Thursday. So what does that mean for things like vaccines and treatments? Well, according to the CDC, access to things like vaccines, tests, and treatments will remain, though there will be some changes. The CDC stated that vaccines will continue to be distributed by the government in the meantime for free for anyone that wishes to receive one. Tests, however, are a bit of a different story. Health insurance companies will no longer be required to cover the cost of at-home COVID-19 tests, so that means that reimbursement will end on May 11th unless your health insurance company says otherwise, so you're going to want to see what their policy is on those COVID-19 tests. As for COVID-19 treatments such as Paxlovid and others, they will be distributed by the federal government for free until their supply runs out, and at that point, the price for those treatments will be subject to the manufacturer of the treatments as well as the health insurance companies once again. There will also be changes to how COVID-19-related data will be collected by the CDC, and if you want to see those changes, you can check that out using the link that will be in the show notes. Dr. Rochelle Walensky has announced that she will be stepping down from her position as director of the CDC on June 30th. Walensky had announced this in an internal email, taking many by surprise. Walensky also gave no specific reason for her departure, saying, quote, it is with mixed emotions that I will step down, end quote. Walensky has been director of the CDC since the beginning of President Biden's term in office, being selected before his inauguration into the Oval Office. This move, like I said, came as a shock to many officials who expected her to remain in the position until the end of the year or even until the end of President Biden's first term in office. This is also happening as others within the White House COVID-19 response team are stepping down, like Dr. Ashish Jha, the White House coordinator who is expected to leave his post sometime this month. There has been no announcement at this point from President Biden as to who the next CDC director will be. I mentioned earlier that the COVID-19 emergency was coming to an end on May 11th here in, here in the United States. However, that is not the only COVID-era policy coming to a close. The immigration rule known as Title 42 will also be coming to an end on Thursday the 11th. For those that may not know, Title 42 is a rule first imposed back in March of 2020 during the Trump administration that essentially allowed Border Patrol agents to return migrants coming across the border illegally, either to their home countries or to the last country they were in, that usually being Mexico. This policy was put into place in part to prevent higher risk of spreading diseases, mainly COVID-19, throughout federal facilities by the migrants coming across the border. And while this policy has been challenged several times throughout the different levels of the legal system, it had been decided by the Supreme Court that it had to remain in place at least until its expiration on May 11th. And since Title 42 first began, it is estimated that over 2 million migrants have been removed from the country using this rule after trying to cross the border illegally. So, what changes come after 42 ends? Well, first, there are expectations that the number of attempted border crossings will quickly skyrocket as soon as the rule expires. 
To combat this, President Biden has deployed an additional 1,500 military personnel to help Border Patrol agents. These troops will be considered active duty, not National Guard, and thus will not be armed. However, they will be there to assist border agents in any other way that they can. The end of this policy also means that a migrant's ability to remain in the United States will depend on the federal immigration law known as Title VIII, which both will create more opportunities as well as more restrictions for those coming into the country. First, if a person crosses the border illegally, they can try to pass what is known as a credible threat interview, which essentially looks to see whether that person would face persecution in their home country if they were to be returned there. And if they pass this interview, they will be allowed into the country and will be able to continue the asylum process. However, if they fail that interview, they will be removed from the country. And under Title 42, Migrants face no extra penalties for attempting to cross the border illegally several times. They would be removed, and if they tried to cross the border again and were caught, they'd just be removed again. However, under Title VIII, it is expected that those attempting to cross the border illegally will face five-year bans if they are expelled, and if they are caught trying to cross the border illegally again after that, they could face criminal prosecution. There are other changes that will go into effect as well at the end of Title 42, but these are some of the main ones to keep in mind moving forward. The jobs report for the month of April was released on Friday, and it shows another month of the labor market holding strong amidst a flurry of questions surrounding the U.S. economy. And according to the report, 253,000 jobs were created last month, a slight uptick from what we saw in the month of March, and it is the 28th straight month of solid job production here in the United States. Unemployment also saw a slight decrease, dropping to 3.4%. These numbers are continuing to improve economists beating their projections as many continue to expect a major slowdown in the labor market at some point along the way. Hourly wages also increased in the month of April, trending up by 0.5% to $33.36 on average. There was a positive response to this report by all three major stock exchanges who jumped up on Friday after seeing losses the day before. It is possible that these jumps are a response from investors who believe that the general slowdown of the labor market will put resistance on the Fed to halt further increases of the interest rates. That being said, this report did just come out two days after the Fed raised interest rates once again, this time by 0.25 of a percent. This increase marks the 10th consecutive raising of the interest rates as the Fed continues to try and bring down the high inflation numbers that we've been seeing for a year now. We will get a look at the state of inflation when the inflation report for the month of April comes out on Wednesday, May 10th, and we will update you with those numbers on Friday morning. Another mass shooting took place this time on Saturday at an outlet mall just outside of Dallas, Texas. Eight people were killed in the shooting. Another seven were transported to the hospital for injuries, victims as young as five years old, according to the hospital. The gunman was also killed in the violence, gunned down by a cop who just happened to be at the mall at that moment. And the shooter was later identified as 33-year-old Maurizio Garcia, who was armed with a tactical vest, an AR-15-style rifle, and a handgun. 
And this has prompted more calls from President Biden and the Democratic Party for assault weapons bans, as well as the bans on high capacity magazines and universal background checks. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, meanwhile, has been calling for the mental health crisis to be addressed after this shooting as we have continued to see more violence from shootings this year. This is the second largest mass shooting that we have seen in 2023. And as for the motive of the shooting, it is still unclear at this time. However, authorities have been linking Garcia to several white extremist ideologies and groups, and we will continue to update this story as we know more. Now getting into rapid news, seven were killed and six more were injured after being struck by a vehicle at a bus stop in Brownsville, Texas. And the Kentucky Derby took place over the weekend with the winner being Mage, who defied 15 to 1 odds. Now getting into good news for today and a very nice story overall. A man turned into an unexpected hero when he saw a stroller heading towards a very, very busy road. What happened was a great aunt was at the car wash with her great nephew and she got distracted for just a moment and a gust of wind began to take the stroller down the car wash's driveway. She tried to catch it but ended up falling hard on the pavement and couldn't get back up right away. Well, luckily, Ron Nesman, who had just come out from a job interview was right there to save the day immediately jumped into action and stopped the stroller from going into six lanes worth of traffic and he saved this boy's life just plain and simple he saved this boy's life by just being in the right place at the right time and immediately jumping into action now the crazy part about nesman is that he is just now getting back on his feet from a major tragedy back in 2018 he had lost his girlfriend and this led him to struggling quite significantly he became homeless for a while and he is now getting back on his feet like i said he had just come out of a job interview had just gotten a job and now was saving a boy's life so a major major story for him and just a major relief for that great aunt as well just a wonderful story overall you have to love this like not even trying to be a hero necessarily just trying to move as quickly as he could saved a boy's life and that has to feel wonderful for him as well but that is the end of this Monday morning episode. You guys will be back here tomorrow morning for an episode of Eye on the Ball. Don't miss out on that. A great sports show, as always, will be coming your way. Idiots in the News on Wednesday, followed by news on Friday. Don't miss out on all of this, you guys. Join us on Clubhouse for the afternoon live streams of the episodes. We get into conversations about the topics going on in those episodes. You don't want to miss out on that. But thank you again, guys, for 500 episodes. I don't know what we'd do without you. We'll see you here tomorrow. Have a great start to your week, and we'll see you later.